Masuma. Uh, I am redeemed. This song, you said some song resonated with sermons. This one resonates with us being in the message. Amen. Lord, take my hands as we will be landing tonight. We just want the precious hands of the Lord to hold us. Amen. Amen. It's been a a long journey, 24 hours a day. We had six services. And uh, if you go home as you came, then you wasted your time. You really have wasted your time. You could have gone somewhere else. But I believe if you came, it's because you want something from the Lord. And make sure from next, from tomorrow, even from tonight, you'll be enjoying the benefit of spending your money, your energy, or everything to come to the service. Let's just sing that song, Precious Lord. Take my hands and lead me on. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand. I am tired. I am weary. 
that you have given us to be part of the, the service. And I would like to thank Pastor Madiba for calling us to be able to speak to you uh, along with Brother Lawrence. And uh, <clears throat> it was not an easy time. Uh, the prophet says, I will study, I will pray, so that I can be at my best when I'm in front of you. Uh, you are so precious to the Lord that he had to come down and give his life, his blood. So you are more worth it than himself. That's why he saw the only thing I can exchange was his own life. And uh, who am I to come and play with you? And don't allow me to play with you. Amen. Any minister, don't allow them. You are so precious to the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Brother Lawrence gave us a wonderful message today, which I have no comment to give. It was just marvelous. We appreciate the Lord, the way he worked things out. Uh, many things he said, I prepared them. We did not share notes. But uh, he just took the same scripture and went another direction. And I thank the Lord I've learned a lot out of it. And uh, when he was talking about opening their eyes, opening their understanding, I had that on my notes. But I just thank the Lord that he said it. Amen. Amen. 
So that shows that we have one Holy Ghost. And he understands your needs. When you go to a restaurant, you make an order. You make an order. There is one person that comes and asks you, what do you want? And there is another person that makes the food. So the waitress does not cook. She just helps you to receive what you've asked for. I'm just a waitress. I'm just here to help you get what you've asked for. And the master cooker, Jesus Christ, when you made an order, he knows what, you've, what you want. I don't know. I don't know your needs. I don't know who's who in this church. And uh, I'm so thankful that Brother Mandiba does not share with us the burden of the church. But the Holy Ghost knows. And your prayers have pushed us to meditate on a certain way so that God can give you your heart desire. And we thank the Lord for that. And uh, I would like just to ask you, give you a request tonight as we are landing tonight. Um, I would just ask you to pay attention. There was one time the prophet before preach, he says, I will ask as little movement as possible. I know we have the brother in the sound. They want to make sure the sound is good. We appreciate that. But you can worry about the sound and then your soul is lost. So, brother in the sound, I'll just ask you to sit down and relax. Don't worry about the sound. God will take care of it. And... uh, a brother that takes pictures, moving the cameras, just set your camera the way you want it to be and leave it alone. And uh, God will take care of the rest. There is one thing that I want to share with you today. You've heard this so many times. So many times. But it's amazing that we hear so many times, but we don't leave it. Something is wrong somewhere. You can say, I've been on the airplane so many times. The pilot takes his time. They give you all the instructions. You should do this. This is where you will find your, your uh, what do you call that? Uh, the, the, the exit. They give you all the details. But sometimes you see people on the cell phone. They don't follow. Then something happens. They start holding chairs. You don't know what to do. It's because you were distracted. So please, deacons, Relax. You came to feed on the word. Amen. Amen. Let God take care of the children. Amen. Just sit down. Relax. Before the plane lands, everybody just go quiet. The pilot does not tell anybody to be quiet. It's just a serene moment. That they said there is more crashes on landing than when you are in the air. Even taking off, there is no a lot of accident on taking off, but usually it's on landing because it's a very difficult time. Amen. Um, I live in Canada. It gets very cold. You can get to minus 40 
This is more. It's colder than your freezer. There was even one time my wife and I would just, to save electricity, we just put the food outside so you can freeze. Because it's so cold outside. And you have the pilot who land on airport. They don't even see where the airport is. Because it's so foggy, it's so cold. But one pilot was telling me, the only thing they trust is their machine and the men in the tower. That's it. He has his books. He has the machine. And there is a guide on the tower. And he says, what the machine tells me, that's what I trust. And there is something down at the airport that is connected with the plane that tells him exactly where he is, where to land. So we will trust on our machines, the word of God, and on the Holy Ghost in the tower. Amen. We are working, walking, living in a world that is so uncertain. Everything is uncertain. This morning I was reading on the news uh, in Sri Lanka. I don't know if you heard that. There's about three churches that have been bombed. And there is, they're still counting the dead. Over 300 already. People went to church like we are tonight. They went to pray, to worship their God. But there was a devil somewhere who was not happy. On the day that Jesus resurrected, he wanted to make a mess and kill people. So uncertain. And if we can have the opportunity to come and sit down, relax, we should thank God for it. Amen. We should thank God for it. So, again, uh, just sit down and relax. You've heard the subject so many times, but there is one day you hear for the last time. And if you miss it, then you are done. And my subject will be the importance of the Holy Ghost. You heard it so many times. Many things I will say, you say, well, I've heard that already. Yes, you have. But you might hear it for the last time. And you will miss it forever. One day the prophet was preaching uh, discerning the thoughts and everything. And there was a young boy sitting somewhere in the church. And as he was speaking, then he says, Young man, it's for you. It's for you. And then he kept talking about something else. Then he says, It's for you, young man. And after a while, he says, You missed it. As I was listening to it, I said, God help me that I don't miss it. Amen. All right. So if the electricity is gone, which I've been, I notice it's happened, don't worry. Don't worry. I preached one time in the northern part of our country. It was so dark, I couldn't even see the believer. There was only a flashlight on my notes. And I just trusted the amen. (laughs) I didn't see anybody. Just my notes and their voices. And we had a wonderful service. So don't worry if the electricity is gone off. God will help you hear what you need to hear. 
All right, let's just uh, stand and read the scripture. And uh, many things we said this morning, which we really do appreciate very much, the working of the Holy Spirit. Tomorrow is a holiday, is that right? So we are not in a hurry. We'll take our time. It's raining, so you won't go out anyway. So we are here. Amen. So I won't be sorry for you saying the last one and the last quote and the last this. No way. So we're just going to go until we stop. If we're going to go there until tomorrow, that will be fine. And the prophet says they received the Holy Ghost at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. So if we're going to be until the next day, praise be to God. Your plans and your whatever schedules, it does not matter at this time. Amen. So let's just read. Um, we'll read Matthew. Um, Matthew uh, 28, verse 16 to 20. How many got the Bibles? If you don't have your Bible, shame on you. You can't come to church without a Bible. Bad habit to come to church without a Bible. The prophet says it's your sword. So when you go to church, take your Bible with you. Brother Branham says, I mean, it was uh, Brother, I um, uh, uh, forgot his name, the, the husband of Rebecca, Brother Smith. He said that whenever he had a chance to go somewhere with the prophet, he says one last thing he was putting in his bag was the Bible before he closes his bag to wherever he was going because he wanted the Bible to be on top of everything. So sometimes we put a cell phone on top of the Bible. Sometimes we put the Bible on the floor. Sometimes we put the Bible anywhere. It's a shame. The Jews, you've seen them. They hold it sacred, the Word of God. And they'll kiss it. Amen. I've seen them at the airport many times. People are sitting there doing their own thing. They don't care. They stand there. They read the Bible. They're worshiping. They're praying. And you see Muslims do the same. But as Christians, we talk about it, but we don't leave it. Amen. Many people said, I'll read my Bible on my cell phone. Poke his hands in there. Say, wow, it's really him. Put here. He tried. Wow. Then he believed. And Jesus said, happy are they that believe. Without, amen, amen. So Jesus was talking to the believers and I'm sure their ears were wide open because now this man that we've been following, he's going away. He's going to go and we will stay. We need to hear every detail of what he's going to tell us. And he told them in Matthew 28, he says, go ye therefore, sorry, Verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. Oh my God, my Savior, you are alive. 
they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now he's giving them instructions. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This is, was an instruction that needed a supernatural understanding. Today they are baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost with a different understanding. So the disciple had, had received an instruction, but the, the way of doing it was different. So they needed to catch exactly the language that Jesus was talking. And he says, teaching them to observe. And to observe means to watch carefully. All things whatsoever I have commanded you to do. So there was an observation to do the commandment of God. What did God say about marriage? What did he say about leading a church? What did Jesus say about being a preacher? What did Jesus say that a preacher should conduct himself? What did Jesus say about being a mother? How did Jesus say about raising children? It's all instruction that must be observed. And he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And in Mark, Mark says, Mark uh, 16, verse 15, And he said unto them, Go into the world, preach the gospel to every creature, even the animals. Every creature. Because Noah preached to animals. And they heard the word of God and they came into the boat. To every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So Jesus is telling them, those that will believe what you will tell them, they will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And after they believed what you will tell them, speak with new tongues. Amen. I will explain what those tongues are. They will speak new tongues. They, those people that will believe, they shall take up serpent, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Amen. You talk about an instruction. I wonder, maybe the disciples were saying, wow, you talk about a power. They give you an acid, you take it, and you are not dead. Amen. It does not mean go take an acid and drink. They shall lay hands on the sick. Remember here, Jesus is not defining who is sick. He just said they shall lay hands on the sick. Could be your car is sick. Could be your whatever is sick. Lay hands on it. And it will be healed. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Your wife is sick. Lay hands on them. This is just instruction. You don't need to ask how. Will they believe? That's not your problem. When you believe, you just do what it says. Amen. He says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, the disciple, 
he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word of God with signs following them. Amen. If you are a believer, there is a sign that must follow you. We are not talking about, you know, what, what is Pentecostal. Those are no signs. Amen. A sign has a voice. Amen. A sign says something. When I was coming here, it says, with bank. I'm not going to stop at the sign. Amen. The sign is not my destination. The destination is the city where I'm going. Amen. So let me just continue on. When you, when you take um, Luke 24, Luke 24, verse 48 to 53, as he was speaking to them, <clears throat> I just jumped that part of the open the eyes and understanding our brother already spoke. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere. Don't follow anything. Don't follow people that say, I got this type of ministry. Don't follow anybody. Stay in Jerusalem until. Our problem today, we don't stay until. We get tired along the way. It's taking too long. Why not can God answer me tonight? Wait until when they were going there, they did not know when the Holy Ghost will come. But we are here until I was telling young people before you get married. The prophet says, I believe in a, uh, in a message, the, the, the choosing of the bride. He says, Pray until God speaks to you. Don't just run around because of the beautiful faces. It might ruin your life. Pray until you have that peace in your heart. This is my wife. And when it's God, God will speak to her as well. You don't just, it's not just one way. It's two ways. That's revelation. And he says, wait until in Jerusalem, he says, which, okay, where am I reading? All right, sorry, Luke 24. Until he be endued with power from on high, and he led them out of, led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Oh, thank God. And he came to pass while he blessed them, so that means it was the blessing like the blessing of Jacob. It was a quick blessing because time was running. He blessed them and it came to pass while he was blessing them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem. This is the instruction. They returned to Jerusalem with a great joy. I have been blessed. And where they continually in the temple... Praising God and blessing God. Amen. So that part continue on in the book of Acts chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 12. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the man called Olive, 
which is from, from Jerusalem, Athabas day journey. And when they were coming, they went up into an upper room. Remember, Jesus did not tell them upper room. He told them Jerusalem. But when they come to Jerusalem, they remember. Jesus said, when you pray, enter into a closet. Go to a place where it's not public. Because we are not publicans. Those that want to pray in the public to show people how spiritual they are. Enter into a closet. Go into a room somewhere where you are alone with God. And where abode, they give us now the name of those that were in the upper room. Verse 13. Where abode both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of uh, this name, and Simon, Zealot, and Judas, the brother of James. These, listen to this one. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. What is supplication? Is to implore. Is to humbly ask. So we are now there in Jesus' name, like our brother was saying this morning. Selfish prayer. Like the prayer of, uh, of Esau. Me too, Papa. Bless me too. Instead of a blessing, because the intention was wrong, he got a curse. Amen. They continue in one accord. If you want the presence of God to come in your midst, in your church, you must be in one accord. That's what the prophet says, be 100% behind your pastor. Don't start comparing him with someone else. He's not someone else. He is what he is. And you stay with the word of God that he's giving you as long as he's said the Lord from the message. One accord in prayer. When a situation arises, as a believer, we come together. That family is going through a difficult time. Let's pray together. That young man is going through a difficult time. Let's pray for them. In one accord, in prayer and supplication. Amen. The Bible says, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brethren. And if you go to verse 2, so chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. So now they stay there until... Now in chapter 2 verse 1, that's when the until, uh, that's when the until ended. A situation now took place. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord. God will not descend to a church that is divided. God will not bless a family that is divided. God will bless a family that is in one accord. Amen. The mother repeating what the father says. If Papa said A, it remains A to the kids. It's no Papa say A, Mama call it V. Their family is separated. You might be living in the same house, but you are not in one accord. And the Holy Ghost will not come in that house. They were in one accord in one place. Amen. One accord, one place. In one house, dad sleep in that room, mama in that room. That's not being in one place. Amen. 
And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. God love one accord. God love unity. God love when people come together with one spirit. One objective. Amen. The, you, know, you know the Bible says. The, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As a rushing. So in other words God was rushing. He says time is up. I must appeal to these people. I've been waiting for a long time and time has come that those people must experience my visitation. Amen. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Not just people, the house. Amen. The Holy Ghost must fill this room so that even one does not receive God, at least they feel the presence of God. Where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues like, like fire. And it sat upon each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with new tongues. As the Holy Ghost gave utterance. Amen. They start speaking new tongues. New tongues. This was not blah, 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 blah. Those are nonsense. They were speaking new tongues. And a tongue is an expression. So there were new expression that was coming out of them. The Bible says the mouth speaketh from the abundance of the hearts. So when it's so full on the inside, the mouth will say it. Amen. So what was coming out of the mouth was a new expression. You don't need to say something. Just let your life express it. You know, sometimes to lie, you don't need to lie with your mouth. You can lie with your expression. Just lie. You make people think you are something that you are not. That's hypocrisy. But they start speaking with new tongues, new language. A language is not just what comes out of your mouth. It's also an expression. You have body language. These believers, they didn't know what they were. They didn't know how to sign their name. Peter was a, a, a fisherman. They came from different backgrounds with an old tongue, old expression. Amen. But when the Holy Ghost came upon them, it changes their language. It changed their expression. And this message that we believe today, it's a language that you must understand. You don't, need, you, you, don't, you don't want me to say Malachi 4. But my life will tell you if I'm Malachi 4 or not. Amen. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. We are all Malachi 4. We are in that scripture. They spoke more of us in that scripture than the prophet. It's a new language. The prophet says in a message, it is the rising of the sun. Paragraph 214. He said, it so quickened them in such a way, you know what? They were lifted up in the heavenly places. Last time we read the, script, the, the quote, the prophet says, prayer is not bringing God down on earth, but prayer is lifting you up into his atmosphere. So the prophet says here, they were lifted up in heavenly places and their mortal bodies were so quickened till the language changed. That's why the Bible says they heard them in their mother tongue. The Bible says they came from Medes, Judea, 
Cappadocia, Asia, Egypt, Libya, Rome. And they said, we do hear them speak our tongue. Amen. When you are a son of God, daughter of God, born again. When you go to Asia, you don't need to speak their language. Live, live your life. Christian life. And believe in that country we read your language. Amen. They will notice there is something different in that person. When two Christians, I'm talking about two born again Christians meet. Even if they don't speak the same language, there is a communication. Because there is a language that's being expressed. New expression, new tongues. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, when they were hearing those things, they said to one another, what meaneth this? They were shocked. How can I see someone from Congo living the life of Jesus Christ? How can I see someone from South Africa living the life of Jesus Christ? When we meet, it's same language. You will understand me, I will understand you. Amen. New expression. The old man is dead. The old woman is dead. Now it's a new expression. The Holy Ghost moving through our lives. Oh, hallelujah. The prophet says, it quickened their language. Their mortal body were being quickened. Their language was quickened. Their thoughts were quickened. Their spirit were quickened. Their lives were quickened. They were quickened all together. They tried to talk and could not talk anymore human language. You understand now? So they couldn't speak human language anymore. Because the Holy Ghost so taken out all Take them completely, even their mouth could not speak. Have you ever been in the presence of God? You can't even talk anymore. Your mouth is just doing, "Mm, mm, oh God. You don't know what to do. Your mouth can't talk because of the abundance of the presence of God. That's why why David says, my soul is talking to God. It's not the expression that comes out of your mouth. The prophet says, they were so quick and until the presence of God, of God, they were so quick and up in the presence of God till they spoke new tongue, a heavenly language. What is a heavenly language? What a quickening power if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Oh, hallelujah, he says, it will quicken your mortal body. It will make you do things you did not do before. They were full of the quickening power. And the quickening power is the Holy Ghost. The prophet said in Smyrna Church Age, he says, put a leadership of the Holy Ghost aside and the church is nothing but the world with God's name attached to it. No Holy Ghost in this church. You are nothing. That's the world attached with the name of Jesus on it. That's why we have people singing today Christian songs. I became very, uh, very suspicious. When you hear a song somewhere, I want to go on YouTube, find out what is their lifestyle. How do they dress? Would Jesus listen to C.C. Winers? How many know C.C. Winers? The Jezebel lady. Would Jesus sit down 
and listen to Sissy Wana, even if she receives an inspiration, who knows where? I don't think so. Would Brother Banam listen to such a thing? While he was blasting all these women, and back then they were not dressing pants. And today, we listen to our women divorced three, four times. And we are sitting there listening to them. And you tell me that the Holy Ghost, I don't believe so, friends. The Holy Ghost won't listen to such a thing. Amen. The Holy Ghost is holy. You divorce three, four times, and what are you going to teach me? Amen. Exactly must have mercy on us. God must have mercy on us. The prophet says, there was a quote here that really uh, blessed my soul when I read it. Let me just, just give me a mind. Let me just read it now. In the message, faith without works is dead. Paragraph 17. The prophet said, now that morning I said to Mida, I said, the angel of the Lord is at the house now. Think about that. And do you think the prophet will be listening to some of those crazy YouTube people at that time? No. The angel of the Lord is at the house now. He's come to be with us for maybe a day or an hour. I don't know how long he will stay. Oh, praise the Lord. You see that? The angel of the Lord is at the house. When was the last time God was in your house? And when he comes, what would he found in your house? Now, when the prophet was saying this, what was her, can you imagine what the atmosphere in his house so that God is pleased to descend in William Branham's house? You talk about holiness. God cannot descend if Branham was crazy. If there was misunderstanding between him and his wife. Amen. God comes where is holiness. He says, I don't know how long he will stay. Because God is unpredictable. Maybe a day, you talk about 24 hours of a blessing. Or an hour. That's 60 minutes, you will never forget it for the rest of your life. I don't know how long. And you see what Meda says? And she said, can I call that little woman in New Albany? Sister Meda was so sensitive. God is here. We must take the opportunity. Someone has a problem. Let's bring the person in so that God can do wonders. Oh, I pray that God will give that kind of understanding to my wife. That when I'm so burned up in prayer, that God will inspire her to pray for someone else. That the presence of God will fill our homes. Oh, God have mercy on us. I was just thinking, what was the conversation between Branham and his wife during that time? Because he told his wife, the Holy Ghost is here. So that means they were talking about certain things before. God is here. What was the conversation? How did Sister Mida dress during that time? Think about that. 
How did she dress? So that God will be pleased to come and sit with them in the house. What was their attitude? What was the atmosphere at home? I wonder what were the kids doing? Because God is very, you know, very sensitive. What was the conversation? When I read this, I said, God have mercy on us. No wonder our homes is filled with so much problems. We can't find no solution nowhere because our conversation is wrong. Our dress is wrong. The music at home is wrong. Amen. The music is wrong. I was just telling the pastor, this Ray Bolt. Do you know him? Been singing Christian songs for over 20 years. And recently he come out. I'm a homosexual. I deleted him right away. 20 years of serving God. And God was unable to change you. Come on, people. Who are we serving then? What kind of a God is that? That cannot give you deliverance. 20 years. And God did not deliver you. He leaves his wife, leaves the kid, and go marry this stupid person. And they live together. They're insane. The prophet says they are insane. This world is full of insanity. And we start to see them. We work with them. We talk with them. We do things. We start to think it's normal. It's not normal. Be careful of that spirit of homosexuality. It's coming in our churches nowadays. Look at the way young men dresses today. With those skinny pants. Where does it come from? To show the manhood. Homosexuality. In our churches. God have mercy on us. No wonder our lives are not changed because of that. Let me continue. The prophet preached a message, what is the Holy Ghost? And before he gets to the Holy Ghost, what is it? In paragraph 11, he said, And to this little tabernacle, seeing that I believe that it is the most it is one of the finest people that I believe that on earth goes to this tabernacle. I never said all the finest people. I said some of the finest people of the earth go to this tabernacle. But as the day, as day by day entering back from meeting to meeting, I see a great need of this tabernacle. A great need in it. And that's for a feeling or a consecration. A deeper life, a closer walk with God. The prophet will travel back and forth. He comes, he says, church, I realize all these years, there's something missing. There is a lack of consecration. There is a lack of feeling. With the Holy Ghost. There is a lack of a deeper life. We're just flying in the air. No settled. A closer walk with God. There's one message the prophet says. If the church criticizes you. Walk with God. Everybody hates you. Walk with God. 
Amen. If they say you seek, walk with God. We need those time, friends. They criticize you. I don't care. I made a decision, personal decision. I will love you no matter what you do to me. And I try to keep it. It's my vow. I ask God to help me no matter what you do. You want to criticize me? Go ahead. I'm not the first and the last one. My Jesus was criticized and killed. My prophet was criticized. My past is criticized. So I must be criticized as well. Because we are one with them. We are following the same thing. And a real son of God will be mocked at, will be crucified, will be rejected. If you are not rejected, there's something wrong with you. Amen. There must come a time of being rejected. Amen. At school, we want to be close with our friends. The more they love you, something wrong. Amen. If an unbeliever loves you, something is wrong somewhere. Or they love you, life of Christ in you. And that means they will change. But when they come in front of you, they will curse and cast. And you just laugh. Something is wrong with you. Amen. The prophet says, and I have promised them to do this. I have this message from them. And, I've, and I, we are glad to bring you in a fellowship with us around the word of God. As we teach and try to bring out. The first three nights we will not be talking a subject. We will not be taking a subject to preach on. But a message to teach. And teaching is instruction. To teach from the word of God. I would not ask anyone to do anything that I would not do myself. I will not preach the Holy Ghost if I don't want it. What's the use? Like one time the Jehovah Witness came to my place. We start talking about the word of God. And I start asking them, when are you going to go to heaven? He says, well, I won't go to heaven. I said, then get out. (laughs) If you don't go to heaven, why preach me then? Well, heaven is for the, the good people. So you are bad then. If you bad, preach me. Why are you preaching me then? I want good people to preach me good things that takes me to heaven. Amen. The prophet says, and this week has been a complete calvary for me. I've been so close to be blacking out. Can you imagine the prophet bringing a message to the people? And he says, I've been in calvary. In other words, he was carrying a heavy cross, a burden. The church is not filled with the Holy Ghost. How are we going to progress? We got too many unbelievers. We got so many so-called Christians in the church. We can't move forward. Something is lacking. A burden in the heart. He says, as I was, as I would, I would place it till I was almost beside myself. But I have completely surrendered every will and everything that I know of to the Lord. Uh, uh, Paragraph 13. The other night around, at around a little after midnight. You see the time? Midnight. Night is a very strange time. Where God and demon hang around. God loves nights. The devil also loves nights because he always likes to copy God. A little after midnight, listen to this. It's there? The wife and I, 
Amen. Amen. Unity that brought God to come in the house. The wife and I, after setting up and praying and talking to the Lord. So the prophet and his wife were talking to the Lord. It's not the husband is on corner there, the wife over there. Together because it was a special moment. And across the little footstool, in the our front room with two open Bibles. The wife has her Bible. The prophet has his Bible. We are reading the word of God. It's not you just read, I will listen. No. Take your Bible. I don't know if I said that here. I was just telling the pastor. I will ask my wife once in a while. Meditate and give me an exhortation. I just want to hear what the, how the Lord is dealing with you. How, do, how does God deal with you? Many times women, they just do things. Cook and do this and do that and do this and do that. But the Lord is dealing with you as well. Amen. And you want your husband to know how God is dealing with you. Yes, I'll tell my wife, prepare this weekend. Just deliver the word of God to me. And she made it there. The first time it was just a horrible moment. But as we progress, she starts to enjoy it. And sometimes she will take one hour. Then I'll say, hey, time is up. The prophet said, when God calls a man, he calls his wife. So they are preacher as well. So they were reading the Bible. The prophet says, we together consecrated ourselves anew. So that means they were consecrated before. But now, anew. Amen. So consecration does not stop. Well, I was consecrated a month ago, brother. It does not matter. You need consecration anew. You need to be refreshed. You won't tell me I ate a week ago. I don't need to eat for the next month. No, you die. That's why many Christians are dead. Because they don't eat every day. They want the old food. You think that food says no tummy? No. Like someone says, your tummy will never say thank you. Never say thank you. They just want things on. No, on and on and on and on and on. It's the same as your soul. We'll never say thank you. They want more of God. More of the word. You can do everything much, but you cannot pray too much. Amen. We consecrate ourselves anew. This is the prophet, the man who was meeting God on a daily basis. Look at the life he lived to bring us a pure message. And you think to go to heaven, you will live the way, you will go the way you live. It won't happen. He says, we consecrate ourselves anew to God for a complete service. That we would surrender our own wills and everything and every negative thought to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And I trust that that's been your attitude too this weekend. That you've done the same thing. Then when we are coming tonight... 
We are coming upon holy ground. Among a people who's been praying. Can you put down the voice please brother? Among people who's been praying. He says, you know English right? What does praying mean? Continuously. Amen. People who's been prayed that the past. People who will pray in the future. But people who's been praying and fasting. Oh, glory to God. And making restitutions. You done something, somebody wrong, you go make it right. Don't come to church with things in your heart against somebody. The Bible says when you come to church, you realize there is something against somebody. Stop praying. Go make it right. Amen. But many times we come to church, oh God forgive me. He ain't going to forgive you. There is hatred in the heart. The prophet says, bitterness will take Christ out of my life. Many people are bitter today. Bitter. I don't like him. I don't want them. I don't feel them. It's no feeling here. It's loving. The Bible did not say like one another. It says love one another. And to love is hard. It's not easy. That's why I was sharing with my wife. You know when you get married, things just go upside down. The time you get to know one another. Amen. Real courtship happened in the house. Not outside. So things were just going crazy. I came to a place, the devil started to tell me, you made the wrong choice in your life. I started to believe that. I made the wrong choice. So then I met this elderly man who I was just sharing that with him. He says, to fight is not bad. It becomes bad when you fight for the wrong purpose. When you and your wife are having situation, you are fighting to remain together. You are not fighting to separate. So if you're fighting with that mentality, after the fight, you make it right. Because you want to stay together. Amen. You want to stay together. And when you do something wrong, you keep making it right. Making restitution and getting ready to receive something from God. Amen. Let me just go now what the prophet says. What is the Holy Ghost? What time is it? Is that seven? Almost seven? All right. Give me two hours. So then I don't have to say one minute, two minutes. The prophet said in the message, what is the Holy Ghost, paragraph 22. Now, before he gets to that, he had a life of consecration, him and his wife. Now he's bringing up a message to teach us what is the Holy Ghost because he understands that Gentiles have confusion in their mind. We came up from many backgrounds. Our forefathers used to worship grandfathers and statutes and all kinds of things. And by nature, we are born spiritual. Because we worship too many spirits. Now the prophet was going to instruct us. So we can understand what are we worshipping. 
He had a time of consecration with his wife, and then he comes to church. He says, upon this place, I wish to approach the subject which I think is the outstanding subject of today. What is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit? What is it? You are looking for the Holy Ghost. You are praying for it. What is it? Finally. I'm tired. But I must go along. And I need the Holy Ghost. But what is it? He says, the reason I've taken this subject in this line like this. You cannot come. Now understand. Are you reading? You cannot come and receive the Holy Ghost. Unless you know what it is. That's the problem with the church. We don't know what it is. Oh God, fill me the Holy Ghost. For what? What are you going to do with it? What does it do in your life? What is the result that it brings when it comes? The prophet says, And you cannot receive it if you know what it is. Unless you believe it's given to you. And it for you. Amen. Amen. It's mine. I'm just going to get it. God is just keeping it for me. If I borrowed you money, I will not come to you. Can you please just give me my money, brother? No. Give me my money. You're taking too long. (laughs) Pay me back. What's wrong with you? God, what's wrong? I've been here for 20 years. I don't have the Holy Ghost. It's not yours. It's mine. I need it. And then you cannot know whether you've got it or not unless you know what result it brings. Oh, hallelujah. What is the result of the Holy Ghost in my life? What does it do? When I have the Holy Ghost, I become what? I do what? I go where? I talk to who? Amen. Amen. What result is bring? So if you know what it is, who it's to, and what action it brings when it comes, then you will know what you've got when you get it. Can we say amen? Amen. This is a real revelation. I've read this so many times, but every time I read it, it becomes so more beautiful to my mind. The prophet gave us three points. He says, what it is, believe it's yours. And then watch for the result. The outcome. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost will identify himself by his action. Amen. Let's just go quickly to some of the things the prophet says about what is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a witness. Jesus said, you shall be a witness unto me. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, in the other part, most, in the uttermost part of the earth. So when you are in Jerusalem, there are things you will do when you get the Holy Ghost. When you go to Judea, there are things you will do. So you won't just be sitting there doing nothing. 
I got the Holy Ghost, brother. I got the Holy Ghost, sister. Or what do you do with it? I just enjoy myself. No. You don't enjoy yourself. The Holy Ghost is given to you for a purpose. He says, you shall be, you shall be a witness unto me. You are not a witness unto me, brother Obed. You are a witness unto God. You shall be a witness unto me. Both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and other parts most of the earth. Jerusalem is your house. That's where you need to start your testifying job. Your husband must know my wife got the Holy Ghost. That's your, that's your Jerusalem. Your husband must know my wife is full of the Holy Ghost. Because she's, he, he's seeing it and she's seeing your life. Your life testifies that my husband is full of the Holy Ghost. Because signs and wonder must follow. When your wife gets sick, who prays for her? You pray for her. When you get sick, who prays for you? Your wife lay hands on you. Because Jesus said, signs and wonder will follow. One day my wife wake up at 2 a.m. She said, oh, I feel breathless. No breath. We must go to the hospital. I got scared. Oh my God. 2 a.m. What's wrong? I didn't even think about praying. And she was going crazy. I started thinking my wife will die. And I was thinking, something just tell me, are you sure you really want to go to the hospital? Have you prayed? I said, yeah, I didn't prove that. I didn't do that. I told my wife, no hospital, I'll pray for you. Well, you know what? I, I believe you pray, but by what? <laughs> but what? Yeah. I said, I prefer you dying after my prayer. Then go die at the hospital. Right. I lay hands on her and say, Satan, this is my house. This is my wife. I married her correctly. You have no right here. This is not your address. Get out and we shall sleep in peace. As soon as I said that, she said, oh, I feel good. I said, praise be to God. God will come before the ambulance. Before you call, I don't know what the number here. In America, they call 911. Before you dial that number, God is already there. Where two or three are gathered in my name. And my wife had to trust that I can pray for her. How about you lay hands on her? wife? She said, hey, get out of here. Let's call the pastor. Because she has no confidence on you. Your Jerusalem full of emptiness. You must be a witness to your wife, to your kids. The kids must know Papa got the Holy Ghost. Mama got the Holy Ghost. Our kids got the Holy Ghost. After you finish to Jerusalem, your house. Then you go to Judea, your neighbors. Amen. You cannot fly to Congo and come and tell us you got the Holy Ghost. What your neighbor doesn't know. If I call Whitbank, do you know Pastor Madiba? Yeah. Does he have the Holy Ghost? What are you talking about? <laughs> Holy Ghost is our neighbor, but I've never heard anything about him like that. 
Shame. Your neighbor must know. This house, they are different. They are different. They dress different. They talk different. They eat different. You don't see the kids just run around like crazy. And good neighbors that recognize that they will come, they say, wow, whatever you got, it's wonderful. Whatever you got, I don't know what it is, but it's good. And you, after your neighbors, you go now to Samaria, your workplace. You can testify at work, but when your workmate come at home, she finds everything messed up. Oh, really? This is really what you are? Yeah. In church, you are so good, looking good, but your house is a mess. Your Samaria is your work, your school, next town, whatever. Are the most part of the earth. Now you start traveling in other countries. After you conquer your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then you can go to India. You can go to Congo. Because you got a backup. Amen. When we call back home, they can testify. Papa got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Mama got the Holy Ghost. Our daughter got the Holy Ghost. Our son got the Holy Ghost. Amen. The prophet said the Holy Ghost is a witness. I will, will thou restore the kingdom of Jerusalem at this time? The Jew asked him. He said in a message, the five, the five definite identification of the true church of the living God. He said, it's not for you to know the time and the season. What the Father has put in store. The disciples wanted to know great things of the word of God. Great mystery things. But Jesus tell him, but unto but to you shall but you shall receive power. Acts one, you shall receive power from after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power after you made you are made a bishop. No, after you are made a preacher, after you are made a pope, after you are made a priest, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come on you. That's the witness that God was looking for. God is sitting there, is looking for witness. Who can witness for me in this generation? Who can witness for me? The prophet says, A witness after the Holy Ghost is come, and a witness is someone that's been there when it happened. They don't call a witness just for fun, they call a witness. Because they saw it happen. They can give the details. That's why when we meet around, I like to ask believers, tell me about your experience. How did God dealt with you? I want to hear the accounts. I want to hear the stories. I want to hear how God came to you. Give me that witness. But our fellowship today, oh brother, you know what? I bought a new car. You know that car has this option, that option, that option, that option. I bought this, you know, my, my new, my wife's new kitchen, brother. Everything is button. That's our fellowship today. Oh, I just got a new job, brother. They just raised my salary. Nonsense. Nonsense. The prophet says, I believe I should have higher ambition. An ambition is not a good job. Our brother said it this morning. It's not a good job. So that when we meet, I can prove to you that I'm good. God is looking for a witness. 
God, the Holy Ghost, is an advocate. One who pleads your case. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you do something wrong. Because he's inside of you, he pleads. And you will know that he's pleading by your action. When you go quickly on your knees, oh God, have mercy. I didn't mean it. Have mercy upon me. Forgive my mistakes. I was just walking down the street. I saw a woman and then I lasted upon her. Lord, have mercy upon me. You know, sometimes those little things, we don't pray about them much. No wonder they pile up. Oh God, I was with this brother, but I just said a little lie. Lord, have mercy. Forgive me, I didn't mean it. Father, we met and then I was just so impolite to that mother. I just responded bad. And go make restitution. Mama, I'm sorry. This is the advocate. He's pleading for you inside of you. Amen. The prophet says, what is an advocate? One, what is the advocate? One that does it. Make an advocate. It, it, it has mercy. It stands in your place. It does things that you cannot do. It's a propitiation of your sins. It's your righteousness. It's your healing. It's your life. It's your resurrection. It's all that God has for you. He is our advocate. Amen. The prophet says in a message, Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 4. He says, so if you have never received the Holy Ghost, yet you have never entered into a rest. Many people don't rest. To rest does not mean go to Hawaii and go to beautiful place in South Africa. Oh, I'm resting. That's not the rest they're talking about. They're talking about peace. That surpass all understanding. Peace. And peace does not mean absence of problems. Peace means God is with me in the midst of trouble. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. When I go through the valley of shadow of death, is there with me. That's the rest that the prophet is talking about. When you get that Holy Ghost, you are resting. Someone criticizes you, you say, it's fine. I feel sorry for him anyway. And the prophet says, you cannot go before God accusing anybody. Lord, I'm tired of this brother. I'm tired. They did so much to me, Father. Just do something to them, Lord. No. No, 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 no. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is full of mercy, full of grace, full of compassion. Amen. I'm just trying to go quickly, Frank. The Holy Ghost is my assurance. Those are the qualities of the Holy Ghost. So that when I get it, I watch those things. I watch the assurance. I watch the advocate. I watch the witnessing. You stop witnessing about what God done in your life, you die. What keeps us happy is when we testify the works of God. 
The Bible says, First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in words only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. The gospel that we preach brings assurance. It's not a message or a gospel that brings uncertainty. Brother, you know what? I don't know if you get the Holy Ghost or not, but here, well, let's try. That's not a gospel. The gospel that we have is a gospel of assurance. I am so certain tonight that I will receive the Holy Ghost because it is mine. It does not belong to God. It belongs to me. Amen. And I will receive it. The prophet says, in a message, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. The Holy Ghost here, proving that he is among us. Let the power of God, let the witness of the Holy Ghost move into the heart of these people. Giving them an assurance like Daniel had. You ever hear somewhere? Like Daniel had. What kind of assurance Daniel had? When they put him in a lion's den. You talk about knowing God with angry lions. They've been sitting hungry for I don't know how many days. And they take this brother Daniel and throw him in there. You must know where you are. You must know what you got. And the Holy Ghost was so much in Daniel. He was so sure of himself. So sure of God. That he stood there and the lion looked at him. They saw the creator. Hallelujah. They saw God in Daniel. And you can't eat God. Amen. David says, Though they come, uh, 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 an army come and camp around me, and though they want to eat my flesh, they will what? Stumble. A flesh of a son of God cannot be eaten by witches. Like African believes it. There is witches in our family. There is... Which family does not have witches? This African mentality. My work, my work is not going through because of witches. Show me that witch, where he is. Let's deal with him. Assurance like Daniel had. Like Noah had. That I will not sink. Though I got all the weight of the animal of the world. This thing won't sink. Because God is with me. Like Enoch had. He was walking one day. And the next step he was up in the air. You talk about assurance. Like John had. Like Peter had. Like Paul had. Like Jesus had. Like Abraham had. We need the same assurance. Because the same God. That's why we sing a song. I love that song. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Let me tell you, friend, he's not yours. He's mine. He's personal. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I am heir of salvation. I am purchase of God. I am born of his spirit. I am washed in his blood. I have that assurance. And this is my story. What story are you telling me? What story are you telling me? 
If it's not blessed assurance, go away with your nonsense. This is my story. Jesus is mine. It's not ours. It's mine. I pack him with me. I travel with him. I sleep with him. Amen. I shower with him. That's why when I'm sharing, I don't have the crazy mindset. Because I'm sharing with him. Amen. I'm driving with him. That's why I don't carry women along the way. That's why I don't kiss people along the way. Because Jesus does not allow that. It's mine. The prophet said, without Jesus Christ, without the Holy Ghost, maybe God don't let you have any rest. Sorry. May God don't let you have any rest until you receive the Holy Ghost. I believe that's my prayer tonight. May you go home, not sleep until you get it. May you become stressed out for the Holy Ghost. I'm stressed. Something is wrong here. I don't have the Holy Ghost. We don't get it because we are not desperate. We are not desperate enough. You know when you get to a point where they tell you, you die tomorrow. I tell you what. Desperation kicks in. You become more sincere. The Holy Ghost is the comforter. He will comfort you. Let me just jump that quickly. Look at Nicodemus. It came a time when he couldn't just hold it no more. He was so a dignity in the church, big man. He says, I can't see Jesus during the day. I must see him at night. And the Bible says, there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. There is something about nights. And said unto him, Rabbi, I don't want the Jews to know that I'm with you. You got something that I don't have. You got a solution to my problem. My situation, you have the solution. Rabbi, we know that our teacher from God, he was a student of the Bible. He knew the scriptures. And if you read his story, he was a sanctified man. You can put a finger on him. Holy man, member of the Sanhedrin. His life, but his life did not produce Christ. Nicodemus received a revelation. There is something there. I can't rest. Maybe before he goes there, they will meet together with others. They will discuss that Jesus must have a demon in his heart. He probably didn't ever say anything, but he said, Oof. They will criticize Jesus, and then he will go crazy. Oh. He can't say anything because if you open your mouth, they'll kill you. Secret believers. He was crying on the inside. And one day he couldn't hold it. I don't care who sees me, but let me go by night. And Jesus answered, said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again. Brother Nicodemus, I don't know how they were sitting in a table together. Brother Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you cannot see. And see means to understand. You cannot understand the kingdom of God. Are you serious, Jesus? I've been in the church for a hundred years. It does not matter. When, when the church started, I was there. I don't care. I'm an elder in the church. Who cares? 
and nailed it in the church. You got the history of the church, but you don't have Christ. Nicodemus said unto him, But how can I be a, can, can a man be born again? When he's old, he was looking at his life. Can I enter the second time into my mother's womb? Can you imagine what was going in his mind? And be born. Jesus maybe smiled at him and said, Brother, I'm going to open it up for you. Jesus sounds verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man is born of water and spirit. Our brother spoke about it this morning, water, blood, and spirit. He cannot enter. Jesus, Jesus went further. You can't see. Now you cannot even enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, brother Nicodemus. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, because you are shocked. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Oh, brother Nicodemus, he was so desperate. So desperate. The prophet said a message, desperation. He says, usually it takes a state of emergency to throw us into desperation. Are you desperate? If you are not desperate tonight, you wasted your time. This weekend was not yours. But I believe you came desperate. I need something from God. And I cannot go back the same, the same way I came. Like that woman came to knock at the door. She knocked at the door. Knocked at the door. Knocked at the door. The guy said, it's night. I'm asleep. My wife is at bed. I'm in bed. The kids in bed. What's wrong with you? She kept knocking. She kept knocking. And the guy said, hey, too much is too much. Let me just find out. What do you want then, woman? Jesus is standing today and saying, what do you want? Ask and you shall receive. You must be able to say, I've been here since Friday. I've been knocking at your door, Father. This is the time to give me what I need. And I need the Holy Ghost. I am desperate. I can't go back to the home the same. Something must happen. Something must happen. I'm desperate to see God in my life. I'm desperate that my children see God in me. I've been a hypocrite hiding behind the church. I want my kids to know I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Deacon, trusty, whoever you are, be born again. God does not care what you do in the church. He cares about his spirit upon you. Amen. Judah Iscariot did more miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. Yet a devil. He was in a church. He did miracles. But he was a demon spirit. Possessed. An adversary in the church. Never repented. Sometimes we got people like that among us. They never repent for nothing. You can tell them, brother, this is wrong. So... Sister, don't dress like way. Who are you to tell me that? The pastor never told me anything. Who are you? Amen. Stubborn. Judas was. He realized I've done wrong. I sold Christ. An opportunity was given. He saw Jesus being arrested, being beaten. But the Bible said he went and hung himself. 
Many people are hanging themselves in the church today. This is wrong. I'll hang myself. I don't care. You go to hell. I won't be the last one. You will really get there. You sell your birthright back what comes out of your mouth. But brother Samson, he sinned too. But he repented. A true son of God. When you get the Holy Ghost in you, you will sin. You make mistakes because you are in the flesh. But there is something in you you can't sleep. I must make it right. There is a burden. You know I've lied. That thing will hang upon you until the day you say, Brother, I'm sorry. The other day, instead of saying this, I'll say that. And the true son of God, when you repent, they won't say, Who? Really? You? Oh, wow. How about the prophet? Brother Branham, they call him. Tell them I'm not here, I'm going out. They lied. Next time, Brother Joseph pick up the phone. Daddy, can I say that you're out? Lying spirits start to hang at home. Papa lied. Mama, liar. The kids become liars. Papa and mama sitting on the table criticizing the pastor. The kids, when they see the pastor, they, they disrespect him. That's what the prophet talked about. Uh, I think it was Elisha. Walking down the road. Kids saw him. Hey, look at that bold guy. Look at that bold guy. He cursed the kids. The prophet says, why? Because of the parents. They did not teach the children to respect the men of God. Amen. Well, it's, not, it's only me and my wife in the bedroom. Don't worry. The spirit will go under the, under the door. You'll go into the bathroom, into the kitchen, into the kids' bedroom. And you'll anoint them. And by the time they see the pastor, the same spirit will be manifested. And many times, we know the parents by the kids. The way they act. Amen. God have mercy, friends. What is the Holy Ghost given for the prophet says? I was talking on the power of prayer. Power of speech. Power for our holy life. Amen. You know, let, before I continue, this just came in my mind. I remember a parent uh, as we're growing up, or we're still growing up. If there is anything between, you know, sometimes there's a problem between parents. My mama will never, never tell you what's going on. Never. If they are talking about something, they say, don't be here. I don't want you to hear this. Don't be here. It's none of my business. None of my business. If my father and that father had something, I happen to know I'm not involved. I will not disrespect that father because they had a problem with my dad. No, I must show respect. And the father, you don't tell your children, don't greet that family. That's a wrong spirit. Don't greet them because they don't like me. They hate us. They hate you. You hate them too. Power for a holy life. That's 
what the Holy Ghost is to do. See, some of you people walking along saying, well, I just can't quit drinking. I just can't quit this. The Holy Ghost comes to live in you to make all these I can't get away from you. I can't stop criticizing. The Holy Ghost will stop it. Will say like Obama, yes, I can stop criticizing. Yes, I can stop pornography. Yes, I can love my brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. The prophet says in a message, Corinthians book of correction. He says, that's a solemn warning. We could be just rejoice. Just rejoice when the spirit would fall. And in the meeting where the word is being preached. And our soul will just rejoice with the word. And still be lost. He says, it's a warning. It's there. You come to church, you rejoice. But yet you go to hell. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. The same rain that makes the wheat grow, makes the weed grow. It's the nature of the product. It's the nature of it that tells what we are. You won't have your, we are living in the days of revelation. There is nothing hidden anymore. That's why there is all this homosexual popping up out of nowhere because they can't hide themselves no more. It's a time of the revelations of everything. In the good and the bad. It's also the time when God will do a greater manifestation among the believers. You can't hide who you are. You can't hide no more. That time is over. Everything will be manifested. Amen. The prophet says, Now, we might be so religious till we would turn our hands on Sunday to do a thing. Think about that. We might not even take a stitch in our clothes on Sunday. You talk about being spiritual. We might not even feel justified to buy food on Sunday. Brother, I don't go to store on Sunday because I want my mind to be pure. And we might be so religious and pious. But yet if we are not literally born again of the spirit of God. We are just worshipping in vain. This really a warning. Watch your life. He continued on to say. So now it's pretty stiff. And I want to really find it and know the truth. Because remember, we are not going to get a second chance at this. He preached this message once. It's just this one time. So you would better be real sure. Paragraph 18. Jesus said, not all that saith Lord, Lord will enter into the will enter in. But the one that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. It isn't, it isn't what you say. You could preach. He's talking to preachers now. When we preach, we feel so good. We, feel with, you know, we think we're going to make it. The devil also got preachers. They'll preach the word even better than us. 
sometime. You could preach the gospel and still be lost. This is not just little kid stuff. Wow. This is absolutely, it's deep. And Christianity is not to be just like, saints like. Well, I go over to the church. I know it's my duty to go to church. That's not Christianity. Brother, Christianity is not. It's something that God has done. Amen. God has chosen you in Christ. Presented you as a love gift to Christ. It's God calling election. Paragraph 19. Do you hear that? The third verse. And they all did, they all did it the same spiritual manner. What's he speaking of? The rituals of the church. We come at four. We sing for one hour. Then the minister comes. The pastor comes and call him. Then he speaks for whatever time. Then we sing and we go home. Those are rituals of the church. We dress this way. The kids act that way. We say this is Jesus. This is the prophet. This is the pillar of fire. This is this. This is that. Those are the rituals of the church. We are, they are, it's good to know that. But sometimes we can just move on like a, I was born in a message. Raised in a message. The only friend I've ever had in my life was from the church. I didn't know anything else. And my dad was very strict. He wouldn't allow me to go to my worldly friends. He says, I prefer them to come here. Because I can control you and them. But when you're there, I don't control you. I don't know what's going on with you. But bring them here. I'll control you and them what you are doing. Amen. There was one brother in Canada. He, God blessed him, got some money. He says, I'm going to take my kid to a vacation place. He says, well, we're going to, um, to uh, what is that place in, um, no, 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 uh, in America. Disneyland, that's right. Out of all the places in the world. Disneyland. It's nice. The kid will enjoy it. The brother packed the family. They went. They came back. Kids were possessed by devils. There's some places you don't want to go, friends. You have to be in charge as a husband, in control of spirits. What are you taking your family? What are you doing when you are there? You want to see Mickey Mouse? Possessed devils, whatever they are in there, homosexual and everything else. And your kids, whoa, Mickey Mouse. That's worship. That's worship. And you come home, the kids don't listen to you anymore. Things don't work. Oh God, oh God, what? Who told you to take them there? Rituals. People come to church and say they have repented and they are baptizing unto Christ. Taking on the name of Jesus or the Lord Jesus. And they did that in the wilderness also. That's what Corinthians had done. They come in and was baptized unto Christ. Took on Christ outwardly, professionally. Had taken him on. Intellectually had accepted him. But brother, it's a lot more than intellectuals. It goes beyond that. 
it goes be it goes to a genuine birth not just a mental conception or an emotional work but it's about a birth an experience something that goes plumbed down deep into the heart and change the innermost being that makes you do things that you would not have done other uh, other words it makes you love those who are unlovable it makes you act different than you ever thought you would this is my Holy Ghost, friends. This is what it does. Let me just jump a couple of things. When you go to the Bible, our brother said it today. I had prepared that as well. But we're just going to say what we can. The ministry of the bride. What is it? The, how, how can you have a ministry without the Holy Ghost? Jesus, the prophet says, Jesus would not let the disciple preach until they've been to the upper room. Because he knew now I, I, I downloaded myself in them. We talk about downloading. When you are downloading something on your computer, it comes from somewhere. It comes from some server somewhere who owns the application. And they download the thing in you. And that thing comes with characteristics. So that when you open on the screen, it does certain things. So God went up into heaven. And he downloaded the Holy Ghost into the believers. And the Holy Ghost, when he comes, it has characteristics. It has things that it does and things that it does not do. Amen. That's what I told them. Don't preach. There was Paul and Brother Silas. They were taken into a prison because they were preaching the word of God. Full of the Holy Ghost, but yet arrested. They put them in prison and they start to sing and worship. The Holy Ghost doesn't care where he is. He will worship. He will praise God. They were singing, worshiping. They didn't care what they're going to do to us tomorrow. But they were so happy. Glory to God. We preach the word of God. Then we end up in prison. If we go out, thank God. If we don't go out, thank God anyway. We've done what we could. They were worshiping because of the understanding were opened to the word of God. And they were singing. And the Bible says, as they were singing, God loves worship. Through worship. When the book is open, when you get the real understanding of who you are, of where you are and what you are doing. They were singing and worshiping God. God loved those times. The Bible said there was an earthquake. It shook that prison. The door swung open. And he says, come out among them, my people. You are not a prisoner. You are my servant. And as they were coming out, they found the prison. I mean, the, the prison keeper. When he saw them, he said, like, oh my goodness. They would kill me if I let them go. He took a knife and wanted to kill himself. Paul says, hang on. Hang on. Don't kill yourself. Don't commit suicide. There's believers today that want to commit suicide. You go to hell. I'm tired of my marriage. I'm tired of my kids. I'm tired of this God take me. Come on now, you weakling person, jellyfish. Be strong and be courageous. 
I don't care what goes, what comes. I'm a child of the living God. They say, hold it, don't kill yourself. We, we don't do harm to yourself. We are the sons and daughters of God. And we will preach to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they preach the gospel unto him. When they preach the gospel, he believed. And then he says, what can I do? He brought them into his house. And the Bible says, him and his house. You talk about the Holy Spirit. He will not just fall on Papa. And Papa hold it by himself. When he falls on Papa, that mama is next. When after mama is the kids next. Amen. The whole house became worshiper of the Holy Ghost. They received Jesus Christ. Because they received the token. I'm not afraid. I don't care what the king will say. But hey, I received something. Even if they kill me today, I will live forever. Sister Rahab, when he, she saw, you, we're talking about the action of the Holy Ghost. When she received the two spies, she hid them in the house. And before they go, she said, I can't let you go, brothers. You just come and eat and keep you here and everything, and you just leave and go. Come on. Leave me a sign. Leave me a token. Something must happen. I need the proof that you've been in my house. The Holy Ghost is here. What is the proof that is here? I need to go home with some proof. That I was in the church for the week. Something happened. And I'm taking the evidence in my house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And she said. Joshua chapter 2. Now therefore pray. I pray you. He was, she was in prayer. I pray you. Oh, hallelujah. Swear unto me by the Lord. I won't let you go, my friends. Jesus, tonight, I won't let you go. Swear unto me that something will stay here as a sign. Since I have shown you kindness. God, I came to church. I paid the gas. I paid everything. I brought the kids. We did a lot of sacrifice. I show unto you my kindness. That you will also show kindness unto, unto my father's house. Amen. And give me a token. An assurance. A proof. That you guys been in my house. And if you read the Bible. Joshua who sent them. Did not tell them which house to go. And did not give them the permission. To give anything. This is was the transaction. Between the two spies. And the woman. I tell you what friends. As our brother was saying this morning. When you get the Holy Ghost. You are the giver of life. Amen. You are an ambassador of the Holy Ghost. Of heaven. You want to go to heaven? Come and see me. I'll give you the visa. Glory to God. And the the ambassador has assurance. When I put that stamp on your thing. 
even Bush, Ramaphosa, whoever, they can't change it until they ask me, why did you do that? Because they gave me the power. The whole country backs me up when I deliver visa to you. Oh, glory to God. These two spies, they didn't care what Joshua would think. They said, this is between you and us. You kept us in your house. You show us kindness. We will do the same. And she said, and that you will save. Who were saving? Who were saving? The two spies. No, Joshua. Joshua was not there. He didn't know anything. God is there. He doesn't know anything. My family belongs to me. Nobody will go to hell. Nobody. You know, let me give you a testimony. Brother Biscoll's wife. Her father was sick. Very sick. And the prophet comes into the town. Preaching in the church. And she was playing a piano. And as she was playing the piano... The prophet prayed for the sick and everything. And she, could, she was not able to go and tell the prophet about her father who was sick. Almost dead. And when the service finished, and she was just hiding behind the door. Just to let the man go. Give respect to the man of God, her husband and other ministers. She just opened the door and she was behind. And as the prophet was coming, he stopped. And opened that door. She was behind the door. He pushed the door and saw her. And he said, Your father, all is well. The father was an unbeliever. And few years, I think, after that, she died. You know what she said? I don't care what you think about my daddy. The prophet says, all is well. He did not say half is well. All is well. So that means she, he arrived. Nobody in my family, I will not permit anybody to go to hell. Why? Why you go to hell? In my house? No. Unless you go somewhere else. As long as you're here. Heaven is yours. I will pray until you believe it. There, there is a sister in our church that's been praying for her husband who is an unbeliever for 20 years. Never refused the message in any every way. But one day, like Zacchaeus, he's like, I'm tired of this. What's, what, what's wrong with me? You know what? I think I'll go to church with you tomorrow. Sure. He went to church. He didn't, he didn't want the wife to know if all the detail that was going on. You know, sometimes men, they, they're afraid, you know. They feel that she will think I'm weak. But you know what? No matter how you feel or what you think, your weakness will be shown anyway. When you kneel down, you start sobbing. Your saliva start dropping down. Tears are coming. You won't care who's watching you then. Because it, you, you are doing business. That's the real business there. They cry together. They pray together. And the man is a believer today. And a solid believer. More than those that have been in the church for a long time. Amen. 
There's another testimony of another couple. I think it was in Ghana. I don't know if you heard that story before. The husband refused the wife to go to church. They had one car. You won't go to church. They've been fighting for a while. And one day the husband takes the key. He's like, no more. Take the key and throw it in the river. I'll see how you're going to drive that car. The, husband, the wife pray, oh God, they refuse me to go to church. I probably have to walk. God, I won't carry. I'll carry the cross. It's so heavy. Help me. Guess what happened? The next day she go to the market to buy fish. She bought fish. God is not dead. She bought fish. She brought home. Singing song, worshiping God. Start cutting that fish up. Open it up and the key was sitting in there. Glory to God. How? Think about this. Let's just analyze the situation. Yesterday, you brought the key and threw it in the river. Water is moving on. And a fish out of nowhere comes up and finds a key. How do you relate the key with a fish? A fish comes up and feels in his heart. I must swallow this key. I don't know where the key is going, but I feel like swallowing it. You swallow the key and swim on. And a fisherman comes up out of nowhere with his line. That fish saw the hook. Wow. That hook attracts me. And he comes, swallow the hooks. And the fisherman pulls the thing out. The fish comes out with the key in it. Guess what? The fishermen go to the market to sell the fish. How do you call those guys that sell fishes? Fishmongers? Huh? Whatever they are. He comes to the fish, to the fishermen. There were thousands of fishermen. But just this one. Give me your fish. He got the fish, brought it to the market. The sister comes out of her house. I gotta buy fish to my worldly husband. And I'm believer who throw my keys and throw in the river. But I love him anyway. I'm gonna pray for him. He loves the Lord. I'm gonna make him a wonderful fish. And she goes to the market. Many people are selling fishes, but I'm attracted to this. Give me those fishes. She went home. Oh God, my husband. Today I walk to church. I don't know what to do. Let me just do these fishes. Open the fish. Nothing. Open the second one. Nothing. Third one. What? My car key in the fish. Brother. She stopped cooking. She danced around. She worshipped. 
And she took the key and hid it somewhere. Made ready the fish. The husband comes in the evening. Did you go to church today? No, I was just waiting for you, honey. At that time, you talk all the best thing out of your mouth. Honey, I'm waiting for you. This is the fish. Oh, wow. The husband hit the fish, hit the fish, fill up his belly and sit down. What do you want to say? She takes the keys, put it on the table. The husband stood up and said, What? Is this your God? I am done. Glory to God. I'm done. Show me your God. Let me worship him. Take me to church. I am saved tonight. You talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. He will do wonders. We are not talking about raising the dead guy like they just did. We talk about our God that can change your hearts. God is good. God is good. God is good, my friend. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know when you love the Lord? When you love the Lord, He will do wonders. Things that you never imagined in your life. He will do wonderful things. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. I feel like stopping, my friends. You know, I feel the, the presence of God just got a hold of me. I don't even know what to say. Amen. The ministry of the bride that our brother was talking this morning, the power to give life to someone, it's in your hands. Friends, the day you will realize who you are, the power you got, nothing will resist in front of you. Amen. The prophet speaks about Adi writes, ask what you will. It's given to you. Ask. God is sitting there. He says, just ask. And heaven is full of blessing that you can never, never, never finish. We live under our privileges. We ask God little things. The prophet said, ask big things. Things that looks impossible. You ask for it. You shall receive it. Ask what you will. If you want a millions of dollars. My God. Can you imagine we're sitting there. The prophet comes and tells you, you want a million dollars? Yes, prophet. Please. He drops. Just like that, brother. Million dollars. But look at the condition of the house. Kids unsaved. The family poor. We're talking about poor. The prophet even refused her to pay tithes because of the stage of the family. Her sister sick. And now this person comes up and tells you, 
ask what you will. You talk about having so many ideas popping out of your mind. The prophet says in a message, my new ministry, brother writes, all of them is saved. But them too was not saved. So the family was not reunited yet. Everybody saved by the two guys. How many people are saved in your house? We, we, we usually say, we are going to seek the lost, brother. We are going after the lost. You might have lost people in your house. Yeah. Who are you seeking them? The lost are only, always outside of your house. This is a bad mentality we have. Brother, we're just testifying the word. But maybe your wife does need it too. Maybe your children need it. And Auntie Wright asked the salvation of her children. And as long as there is an eternity, she could have asked for $10,000 and have got it. She could have asked whatever she would. But God knows what you are going to ask before he ever places the anointing. Amen. She asked under anointing. It was not her desire. It was God's desire expressed in Ari rights. She became a co-worker with God. Amen. God needs someone saves. He sends you there. God wanted to descend in Egypt. He sends Moses. God wanted to visit Laodicean age. He sends William Branham. Representative of God on earth. Sister Addy Wright, is that right? That I said, ask anything that you wish. Anything your heart desire, ask it, Addy. Is that right, Sister Addy? Ask anything you want to. Make no different what it is. You talk about an open option. Anything, but it has to be one thing. You don't ask two. One thing, but choose anything you want. He says, God has said to me, just speak what she's asked for. And she will have it. You talk about assurance. But she asked, paragraph 79, I just took a part. But she asked the greatest thing that could be asked. The salvation of her children. It was depending on her. If she did not ask for them, they would be lost. That's the main thing. Got it by the same God who gives the promise. The prophet said, what is the Holy Ghost given for? That's what the Holy Ghost does to a man or a woman. When he struck into the heart the, and takes its abode, he has to remain there to give you power in prayer. Power of speech. Power of holy life. You won't try. Like somebody says, brother, I'm just fighting to live a Christian life. You don't fight. Quit fighting. Because you are fighting, that's why nothing happens. Just lay in the presence of the sun. 
something happened. <clears throat> I had a mango. We have a couple of mango trees at home. And uh, the season just passed where the mango really get ripened. And then there were a few mangoes still on the tree. And one of them fell down one day. And I just come and pick it up. It looks so good on the outside. But I brought it home, took a knife and opened it up. It was rotten. Even worms. I'm like, can you imagine if I just went with my mouth? <sighs> that the way we eat it back home. You know, and the juice just going through your hands. Oh, you say, ew. But it tastes so good. And I just go, ah. So I open it up, rotten. I ask myself, what's wrong with this mango? It looked good. What happened that caused it to be rotten on the inside? And I start to do a little search. I find out that the degree of the sun that causes the mango to ripen, because the ripening starts from the inside out, was over. But the mango was still on the tree. And it got a little sun. Instead of becoming ripened correctly, it got rotten. Oh, precious Lord. You come to church. I'm looking for the Holy Ghost. The season might be over. And you rot. That's what the prophet says. People come to church and die on the bench. With the pure word of God. But you die and rot and stinks. By the way you live. When someone criticizes, they stinketh. When they lie, they stinketh. Amen. You need a resurrection to bring you up in life by the new birth to change your life out. The prophet says, it abode. There is a thirst and a hungering for the lost. That's what the matter with the meeting today. There is not enough spirit touch in it. To go for the lost soul and the dying. Your family dying. Is your mother the believer? No. Maybe not. What are you doing? What are you doing? Is your uncle a believer? No. Why not? You don't force them. But the Bible says, Mark. Put a mark on those that cry and sigh for the sin and the abomination that is committed in the land. How many times you went on your knees to pray for the city of Whitbank? How many times? How many times you pray for your neighbors? How many times? But we're there. We just pray selfish prayer like our brother was saying today. Bless me, bless my wife and my kids and my business. How about brother's business that don't work? How about that family that has a child who's sick? How about your son's daughter-in-law? What is your business? What are you doing with this precious message that gives life? The Jehovah Witness who got so much death in them, they got the guts and the courage to go door to door. And to give tracks that brings death. You got life and you're sitting at home. Mercy Lord. And you tell yourself you're a believer. No. 
You can hide a light under the bushel. It must be out there. You are a living epistle. Red of all men. That's what Facebook is, by the way. Facebook. Face is an expression. Face is your appearance. And books keep information. That's when you, when you are on Facebook, you give your expression and you give information. Those guys inspired from hell. What's up? What is happening? No wonder you are on it all the time. Because you want to know what's up? What's up? What is happening? Oh, he's in England. Oh, come on. I can't go. Oh, she's in Hawaii. Oh, no. Oh, they got a Jew shoes. Oh, wow. What's up? What is happening? What about coming to God? God, what's up with my life? What's up with my life? I'm not moving forward. I'm stuck. I need to move forward. What's up? And when you ask him, what's up? He will send you a ding. Yes, when you open the word of God. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, you found information. Yes. You were in my mind before the foundation of the world. Yes, I came down from heaven. I paid the price. Yes, Ask what you will. Yes, and it shall be given unto you. Yes, this kind of a WhatsApp does not give you stress. Yes, but your WhatsApp bring stress anxiety because someone is lying to you of whatever they are of whatever they are doing because you don't know amen you wake up in the middle of the night ding oh God is calling me I need to go on my knees oh God my uncle I talked to him yesterday He's not a believer, he's a drunker. Lord, do something. Please do something. I'm, I'm imploring your grace. Do something. My son is going to school. There is a whole bunch of homosexuals in there. Lord, protect. Keep. When we were little kids, my mother would pray for us. She will lay hands on us. Oh God. I remember sometimes she would cry. I didn't understand what she was talking about, but he kept me. Whatever she was saying, he kept us. And she used to tell us, I love you guys so much, no one will hurt you. My love is so powerful, no one will hurt you. Amen. Every time I sit down, those words come through my mind. Something happened, I said, oh mama, love me. She prays for me. And the prophet says, when you have a godly mother, you are walking on her prayers. That's powerful. You know? You know where my feet is? I'm walking on top of my mama's prayer. You wonder why, why I become a preacher? It's my mama. Living far away, thousands of kilometers away, by myself. I could have brought girls in my house. 
One day, my friends call me, hey, we're going to go out, you know, there's a girl and everything else. We got on a car, on a friend's car, we're going. They said, that girl loves you and today is the day. <laughs> today is the day. I'll tell you, friends, we were going in the car. I was thinking, can you imagine mama hears that I slept with that girl? As we were getting closer, sweat came on top of my nose. I start sweating. I'm going to lay with a woman today. God have mercy on me, but I couldn't say out loud because they would laugh at me. <laughs> but we got to a certain point. I say, hey, hey, I better, I, I better jump out of that car. I was thinking, what should I tell these friends of mine? I say, hey, I got a diarrhea. I got to run home. <laughs> I got to go home. I got to go home. They said, what? I said, stop, stop, stop. I better go home right quick. Not right now, it's going to drop. They opened the door. I ran home. When I got home, I said, praise be to God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, in those situations, you don't need to say, oh God, what should I do? No, you know what to do. What should I do, Lord? I'm so stressed, I'm pressed. No, you know what to do. Amen. You gotta be like Joseph. Amen. He used his feet. Amen. 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 Block that number. Block their WhatsApp, whatever it is. Block them off. And they will stop bothering you. Amen. The power of a holy life. And the devil comes and tells me, you lie, go repent. I say, get out of here. Go say what to those nonsense people? That was not a lie. That was a salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> salvation. God will give you wisdom in time of crisis. Time of crisis, he just drops an inspiration that those people cannot hold you. Because the way they dropped me out of that car, friends, I got out and said, Wow. Got a taxi, ran home. I got home and said, Whew. I would have been on top of a woman tonight. Hey. How am I going to fix that? How am I going to fix that? Whoa. And you got brothers and sisters in the church. They just lay with any woman in the church and everything all outside. Then they come to church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Sinful person. The prophet says, your unconfessed sins will block the blessing to fall in the church. Amen. You did all kind of thing. You smoked, took drugs and everything else. Then you come to church. Then you dance. You are dancing unto the devil. Go repent and make it right. If you done it in your parents' house, go see Papa and Mama. That's the way to repent. Don't go, Lord Jesus, please, it's between me and you. No. You are living in your Papa and Mama's house. The prodigal son... When he messed up, he says, I'm going to ask forgiveness to Papa, then God. Amen. 
many times we repent wrong. No wonder we don't have deliverance. We repent wrong. He cried, oh God, I'm going back to Papa and Mama first. Because that's where I came from. Papa, I'm sorry, look at what I've done. After Papa finished with him, then God in heaven forgave him. And restitution was made. That's the power of the Holy Ghost, my friend. When you realize you do things, you don't ask for forgiveness. Mama call you, please, beautiful. Yes, mama, I'm coming. Beautiful, I'm coming. You're not coming. This is disrespect. Beautiful. Yes. I'll be there soon. Well, then I'm going out to do the dishes. Yes, mama. Mama comes, the dishes are not made. You should repent. You are a liar. It was better to say no. I won't do it. Than to lie. In our house, we go to bed at 10. Yes, Papa and Mama. Papa, Mama, lights off. You go in your room under the blanket. Mama comes in the room. <laughs> Liar. You are not sleeping. You chatting. What are you doing? Mm, mom, what? Are you putting the lights on? Come on, mom. Liar. Repent. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost will reveal your sinful life. Amen. Well, there's so many things I could say, but we, we need to stop here. As we'll finish tonight, it's our last day. We just want to do something for the Lord. Are you ready? Amen. We'll kneel down and seek the Holy Ghost. God must give you the Holy Ghost tonight. No option. Archie writes, in other words, she represents the bride. Ask what you will. We won't pray for jobs tonight. If you need a job, go pray at home yourself. Job is not a problem. Job because the Bible says, seek the kingdom of God first. Everything else will be added. You don't need to pray for a job. You, it will just add itself. So we won't pray for jobs tonight. Everything else, sickness will be added. We won't pray for sickness today. When you are spiritually sick. And you need deliverance. That pornography must go. No option. Disrespect attitude must go. Lying spirit must go. Amen. 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 Gossiping must go tonight. And we mean business. Your answer will depend on your attitude. 
will depend on how desperate you are. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, verse 19. If you start verse nine, uh, chapter 9, verse 1, Daniel started to understand what was taking place. He started to read the book of Isaiah. He has to understand the time is near. Something that happened. And when he understood the word of God, the time in which they were living in, Verse 3 says, I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. You talk about being serious. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession. Number one. I said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant of mercy and to them that love him and to them that keep his commandment, we have sinned. Confession. We have committed iniquity, have done wickedly, have rebelled. He's naming all the demons that Cause them to become in that condition. And even departing from thy precept and from thy judgment. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servant, the prophet, which spake in thy name to our kings and princes and father and all the people of the land. He's naming everybody from the king. We all refuse to listen to the prophets. Oh Lord. Righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces as at this day. To the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to all Israel that are near and are far off through all the countries, whoever thou hast driven them. He was not praying for his house. He was praying for all the sons and daughters of God, wherever they were scattered. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servant, the prophet. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they may not obey thy voice. People run away from God so that I was not there when it was preached. The moment you run, it's already sinned. He says, um, departing, not obey the voice. Therefore, the curse is poured out upon us. And the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. The sin against who? Huh? Moses. That's what he's saying. Because we have sinned against him. Moses representing God by preaching the word of God. And he has confirmed his word. Which he spake against us. Against our judges that judges us. By bringing upon us great evil. For under the whole heaven has not been made done. As has been done upon Jerusalem. 
And it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquity and understand the truth. Therefore has the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in his works, in all his works which he doeth. For we obey not his voice. And now, O Lord God, thou hast brought thy people forth out of it, out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand. Now, after confessing, he starts to tell God of his wonderful works. Out of the land of Egypt, with the mighty hand, has gotten the renown as at this day. We have sinned. We have not done wickedly. Oh Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain. Because our sins and for the iniquity of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people have become a reproach to all that are about us. What are people are saying around you? In your area, in your apartment, at work, what is your testimony? Now, therefore, O our Lord, our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and the cause, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear. This is the supplication. Incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolation and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplication before thee for our righteousness, but for the great mercies. O Lord, hear. Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thy own sake. Oh my God, you talk about crying in the presence of God. Oh my God, for, this, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Verse 20, God loved those moments. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I have seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly and touched me about the, about the time of the evening oblation. Evening time. And he informed me. Now there is a conversation. You are praying, seeking God, talking to the Lord, confessing your sin. Now God sends an angel. And when an angel comes, he does not just come to see you and do nothing. Like people today, they, they sing pillar of fires. I've seen a pillar of fire. Well, what did he say? It must say something. When he came to Brother Branham, he said something. When he came to Moses, he said something. When he met Paul, he said something. Be careful with lights. 
the devil also comes up in the form of lights. When God comes to you, he comes with a specific message to give you instruction. Don't get me wrong. God will appear to you in many ways. But when he comes, he will always tell you something that matches the scriptures. He informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I, may, I am now come forth to give this skill and understanding. The presence of God comes with a purpose. When Jacob met God, something happened. When Gideon met God, something happened. Amen. Abraham met God, something happened. And at the beginning of thy supplication, that is number verse 1. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth. And I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. Amen. Powerful scripture. God will speak to you today. This is our last service. We can go home the same. Amen. Do you agree? God has to do something. Tomorrow, I'm expecting to see the first result already. Something has to happen. Amen. As a student, I will take these tapes. I will listen to that again. Maybe I missed something. I need to review my books. To be a better student. Many times we want victory, but we don't keep the victory. It just comes and goes. To get a victory is a good thing. But to keep the victory, it's a battle. Sometimes victory is just a little inspiration. It gives you victory. I'm free. The devil is waiting for you tomorrow. How are you going to keep it? It's work. Prayer. Restrain from some things. I put my YouTube aside. For, for this month, YouTube, you are gone. Bye-bye. I got something else better to do. No, I'm tired of that. Every time I watch that thing, it brings me to pornography. I'm watching, you know, the, 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 the people of the Amazon. Those primitive people. Well, how do they walk? They don't dress. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah, right. Yeah, documentary. Then you end up to what? Oh, but it's just a move, Christian movie. Who made that movie? What is the lifestyle? Wherever they are, it will get on you. Amen. Amen. Consecration. The things I have to stop to maintain victory. The friends I must break the bridge. I won't turn back. I have decided I'm moving forward. Repentance means to turn around. If I was going this way, I'm turning around and those things are behind me. This is true repentance. I want to keep the victory. And God will bless you, my friend. Try it once. I give you a challenge. 
Try it once. Stop YouTube. Stop your Facebook. Stop your WhatsApp. Give yourself a month. A month is a lot. Give yourself a week. Try. And tell yourself, I'll take two hours a day. I'll read the Bible. I'll pray. If nothing happens, God is alive. I'm telling you because I've done it and it works. Amen. The Bible says, God says, try me and see if I won't do what I said. Put me first. Put everything else aside. Get into your upper room. Shut the door. Put everything behind. You see the hand of God. Sometimes you come to church, you wonder, how come that brother has so much victory? Ask them, they'll tell you the secret. The prophet said, Brother Billy Paul giving a testimony. He said, they asked Brother Branham, what is the secret of your ministry? It's so powerful. What is the secret? And the prophet says, the secret is dedication. Consecration. He said, sometime before I come to the pulpit, I will go without food for three days. And you want to face devils? You want to face devils? Be, know who you are. Three days, the prophet of God, without food, just by himself with God. So that when he comes, that's why he will not say, sometime in the name of Jesus Christ. Devil sees him, they run. They'll come at him and say, where should we go? You cast us out. Where should we go? You talk about that life of consecration. Where you take complete control of demon spirits. Amen. Amen. Dedication. I'm taking a decision. This coming week. I will not get on YouTube. It will do you a lot of good. Our forefather lives without it. And they live better. Amen. There's nothing good. Unless you listen to Brother Madiba. Or Brother Lawrence. Outside of that, it's nonsense. It's trash. Amen. Let's kneel down. Please. We don't need music. We just need God himself. Let's all kneel down. Brother, it's time with you and God. Don't take this time lightly. Tell God. Talk to God. Be serious. I'm a preacher. I need to be a better preacher. I need God. I'm a wife. I need to be a better wife. And I will be a better wife when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me. I will be a good husband when the Holy Ghost comes upon me. The prophet says, husband, live in peace with your wife. Wife, respect your husband. Be reverent. Children, obey your parents. It's good 
It will give you long life. That's the promise of God. Be serious with the Lord, my friend. We are living in a dark hour. We need the Holy Ghost. Unless we'll die. God, if you don't give me the Holy Ghost, you'll find my bones right here. I am desperate. My life, nothing works. I'm a liar. Like Jacob. He came to a place. He says, I'm a deceiver. I deceive my father. I deceive my brother. I deceive my father-in-law. Oh God, if you don't change me tonight, from Jacob to Israel, I don't know what I will be. Why am I lying all of the time? Why am I always criticizing? God, I need help. You said you are, you, you, you are a help in a time of need. I am in need at this time. Lord, I won't let you go by. As you are visiting my neighbors, don't leave me alone. I'm tired. I'm weary. But I must go along. And the only thing that will keep me going is the Holy Ghost. Jesus, my God, you are mine. Oh, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. What a foretaste. Oh, glory to God. Amen. What is the Holy Ghost? Is your advocate? Is your assurance? Is your healing? Is your everything you have need of? The Holy Ghost is. He will provide all your need, brother. If you need a job, just seek God first. Whatever you have need of, don't be afraid. Don't be like Esau, prayer full of jealousy. Me too, me too. No. Oh God, take jealousy out of my life. Take envy out of my life. I'm envying other people. Oh God, I'm trying to compare my life with that family. I'm tired. I'm tired of comparing. I want to be me. The prophet told me, if you, re- if you stay you, God will respect you. Be yourself. Let the Holy Ghost use you. Oh, Hallelujah. God have mercy. Help me, O oh God. I beseech you, Lord. Have mercy unto me. Have mercy to my house. Have mercy on my husband. Have mercy on my wife. Have mercy on my children. Have mercy on my dad, my mom, my cousins, my second cousin, whoever they are, my entire family. Have mercy. You gave me the Holy Ghost so that I can pray for them. Oh, Jesus, don't pass me by. Don't pass me by, my God. Don't pass me by. I need you. I need you. Time is over. I need you, God. I need you. I need to be able to be a witness. To give a witness. To give give a witness. Oh, pass me not. Oh, gentle Savior. Pass me not. I'm tired. Mercy rewrote my life. I surrender all. I saw love and mercy. And grace. Holy Spirit. Thou art welcome. In my life. Oh God. Keep me near the cross. Touch me oh God. Holy Spirit. Rain down on me tonight. There was a rain outside. The sign of a Holy Ghost. Raining down on our lives. Oh Holy Ghost of God. 
I can't go without you. I can't go next step without you. You are my everything. You are my all. You are my all. You are my all. You are my all. I love you, Lord. Lord, I show you kindness this weekend. Like Rehab was able to say. I show you kindness. I came to church. I sat down. I prayed. I sang songs, oh God. I pay Petro to come to church. Oh God, I spend money, energy, and everything. And you tell me you want to just pass me by. I don't believe so. I'll keep you with me. Oh God, I'll show you kindness. I'll show you my kindness. Show kindness unto my house as well. Show kindness unto my house. Give me a token like Tamar told Judah. You took me. You gave me your seed and you tell me you want to go. I won't let you go. Give me a sign that you've been with me. Lord, you gave me the seed of the word. Oh God, through the preaching of the word, you gave me a seed. And you want to tell me you want to go. I will never let you go. If I let you go, they will kill me. They will tell me you are a prostitute. Show us the husband that gave you the seed. Oh God, I will never let you go. And Judah gave a, gave, gave a sign. And when the time was come, the news went around. Tamar is pregnant. And people came around to kill him, to kill her, and destroy her. She was so full of assurance. I've been with Judah. I am not afraid. The lion of Judah, the Lord Jesus Christ, has pregnated me with the word. I'm not afraid of what the devil will say. I don't, I'm not afraid of any accusation. And the people came around and they asked her, tell us what's going on. Tell us what's going on. She couldn't even open her mouth. She just took the sign and the token and she lifted the token and Judah was able to see the token and she said, oh, it's me who had the problem. It's not a woman. She's justified. And the prophet come today and says, Oh God, when we receive the word of God of this hour, we are justified. We are sinless in the, in, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh God, don't pass me by. I commit my soul unto you tonight. Change me, oh God. Transform me, oh God. I can't go no longer. Pornography is killing me. It will kill my family. It will destroy me, oh God. I need your grace. Give me deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. Give me deliverance. God, I can't go no longer. I'm lying every time. Every time my mouth gets open, I lie. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. I lie every day. Oh, Jesus, my God, be merciful unto me. I disobey the word. I disobey my pastor. I disobey the prophet. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Help me tonight, God. I commit my soul to you today. God of mercy, I, I, I implore your mercy, oh God. I plead with you, oh God. Come on my help. Come and help me. As a young man, oh God, I'm so disrespectful to my parents. Lord Jesus, give me deliverance. I'm so disrespectful to mama, disrespectful to papa. Oh God, whatever they tell me, I don't listen. Lord Jesus, the Bible says 
children obey your parents is good unto the Lord. It will give you long life. Oh God, I want that long life. Help me, oh God. Lord Jesus, take away the spirit of lust out of my body. Oh God, every time I see a woman, I lust upon them. And the Bible says when you lust, you commit adultery. Oh God, how many times I committed adultery watching women. God have mercy upon me tonight. Deliver me by your power. I need it tonight, Father. Oh God, it's the evening time. When the disciple constrained you in, they said, God of heaven, reveal yourself unto us. And you open up the scripture unto them. And their eyes were open. And he gave them strength to continue on. Oh God, help us tonight. We commit our lives to you, oh God. Lord Jesus, we need you tonight. I commit myself to you. Oh Father, we need you. We need you, Father. Where can we go, like the disciple says? Where shall we go? You are the one that has the power of life. You are the one that gives us life. You are the source of our solution. Where can we go, God? Lord Jesus, accept our prayer tonight. Forgive our iniquity. Sins that we've done. Oh, God, forgive our iniquity. Help us, Father. We need your help. Oh, God, as a minister, I need you. Keep me away from women that can destroy my life. Keep me from the love of money, from popularity, oh, God. Give me humility. Give me humility, oh, God, the humility of the Holy Spirit. As a husband, God, Help me love my wife. Let me live in peace with her. Let me love my children. As a wife, oh God. Help me, Father God. To be submissive to my husband. Oh God. He's leading our family. Oh God. Bless our pastor tonight. Who's giving us the word. Bless him abundantly. We pray and fast for him. May you bless our pastor, Lord. May you bless his wife. May you bless his children. May you bless his spiritual life. May you reveal the word of God unto him. So that he can continue to preach the word of God to us. Bless our church. May our church grow in the Lord. Oh, Father God. The Holy Ghost in me will send me out to seek the lost soul and bring them into the house of God. Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight. Oh God, oh God, don't pass me by. Don't pass us by, Father. We need you. We need you. Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to give us power of speech, power of a holy life. Power to live a transformed life. Power to make things right. Power to forgive. Power to love. My brothers and sisters. Oh Jesus. Thank you for the week. Thank you for this weekend. It was not put together in vain. Oh God. There was a purpose behind it. I 
consecrate my life unto thee, O God. I consecrate my life. I consecrate my whole being. I consecrate my entire life. I surrender all, O God. I surrender my pride. I surrender my jealousy. I surrender, O God, my wrong attitude. I surrender my stubbornness. I surrender all. I surrender all. Take preeminence upon my life. Oh, Jesus. Bless the young people of our church. Lord God of heaven, they're going through a lot of problems. A lot of worldly influence. Oh, God. Protect them in Jesus' name. Protect them from pornography. Protect them from homosexuality. Protect them from lying and and stealing. Protect them from malice. Protect them from the spirit of adultery. Oh, God of heaven. Protect them, Father, from fornication. Oh, from cigarette, oh God, let them be protected from drugs. Oh God, may they live such a holy life that the devil will be shaken. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, protect them from the worldly influence. Oh God, the younger one, as they're going on to school as well, Protect them, Father. Let the Holy Ghost, oh God, move on their lives. May they recognize you at a young age. Oh God of heaven, fill them with the Holy Ghost as you filled John the Baptist with the Holy Ghost from the mother's womb. He came on the world filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lord, you can do wonders. You can do things that is going beyond our understanding. Father God, forgive our secret sin. Sin that we do in hidings. Oh God, when nobody's around, I watch pornography. When nobody is around, I steal money. When nobody is around, I do wrong things. Forgive, oh God. Secret sin. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we commit ourselves to you tonight. Don't pass us by, Lord. As you are visiting the city of Whitbank. Come on, Father. We are calling on you in this address. We bless this hotel that has hosted us, Father. Bless this place. Oh, hallelujah. Let it remain our holy place. May the rooms of this hotel be influenced by the Holy Ghost. That whoever will stay in this room, oh, hallelujah, may they say something happen. The influence of the Holy Ghost in this place. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. May the people of this area of Whitbank, may they say something happen. This city is not the same. There is believer living in Whitbank. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. There is sons and daughters of God. There is the virtues of God that are coming out of them. 
When I see a daughter of God, there is something about them that the world cannot resist but come to God. Make our lives salty, O oh God, that nobody will resist to come to you. Lord Jesus, may this church grow in the Lord. The book of Acts is telling us as the believer, we're going to preach the word of God. The number of the believers were growing up. Not because they wanted members. But they were looking for quality of the sons and daughters of God. May next time this church be filled with weak bank believers. Oh, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we appreciate you today. Just talk to the Lord, my friend. Just talk to the Lord. If you want to scream out, go ahead. If you want to cry out, go ahead. Don't worry who's around you. This is a sobering time. When Jacob was there, he didn't care who was close to him. Hallelujah. When Jesus was there on Gethsemane, he did not care who was there. He cried until sweat came out of him like drops of blood. Oh, God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. The beginning and the end. The bright morning star. The God of William Branham. The God of Moses. The God of Dioka. The God of Pastor Madiba. The God of the saints of Whitbank. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you did then, you can do the same thing today. Even if the prophet is not around, but the God of William Branham is still alive. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Oh, God, we will never be the same. Moses spent five minutes in the presence of God. It kept him for 40 years. Oh, God. Abraham in your presence kept him for a long time. Lord Jesus, we need you. We need you, O oh God. We are not afraid to, do, to denounce that we are wrong. We sin against you. Oh God, I watch pornography. I watch Nigerian movie. I watch nonsense. Lord, I have, I have defiled myself with the things of the world. I watch Indian movies. I watch Hollywood movies. Lord Jesus, your word says... Oh God, sanctify my body, Father. Sanctify my body. Sanctify my body, Lord. My body is the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost. And you only dwell in a holy place. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Sanctify me, Father. Sanctify my tongue. Sanctify my ears. Sanctify my eyes. Sanctify my mouth. Sanctify my body. Sanctify the members of my body. Sanctify my sexuality. Sanctify me completely, oh God. I need you tonight. I won't let this day go by. Oh Lord. Calm down, calm down, calm down. The disciple, they saw... The day was far spent. We won't let you go, Jesus. Remain with us. 
and he did remain. And their lives will change. Lord Jesus, change me. Change me. Change me. Change me. Change me, O oh God. Oh Lord, the anchor hold. The anchor hold. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Clean me up. Clean my mind. Clean my thoughts. Paul says, whatsoever pure, whatsoever good, whatsoever lovely, think on these things. Oh God, my mind has been filled with nonsense, filled with wrongly things. Clean up my mind by the Holy Ghost. Sanctify my mind. Sanctify me, Father. I need you tonight. I pray for my mama. I pray for my papa. I pray for my uncle. I pray for my aunties. I pray for my cousins. I pray for my teachers. I pray for my classmates. I pray for my neighbors. I pray for all the people that I know. I pray for my, my neighbors. I pray for the people of my country. I pray for my president. I pray for the minister of the country. I pray for all of them, Lord. You said we need, we need to pray for, the, for, 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 for our leaders. Give them wisdom, Father. They got decisions to make. Oh, Jesus. They are pressurized by demon spirit to come up with laws that will destroy our life. I pray for our kings. I pray for our presidents. Help them, oh God, to do decision for our good. Oh, Lord. I pray for you in style South Africa. Bless this country. Let us have the freedom to worship you. Jesus Christ, let us have the freedom to worship you tonight. There is a country where the people were bombed for worshiping you. But you gave us today. You gave us this weekend. Oh God, what more do we need, Lord? You've given us so much. So much, so much. Forgive our belief. Forgive our wrong attitude. Forgive our bad nature. Give us the nature of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God of heaven. Lord Jesus, I don't know what more to say. I don't know what more to say. Like that little young man. He didn't know what to say. But he just came. And he said, A, B, C, D. Oh God, until to Z. And he says, God, you make the words of my soul. Oh Father, you understand the depths of our life. You understand my tears. You understand my pain. You understand my problems that I cannot express. Uh, you know the bottom of my heart. I am tired. I am tired. I am stressed. I'm, a, I'm at the point to forget everything. I'm at the point, oh God, just to give up. Strengthen me, oh God. By the Holy Ghost. Strengthen my life. Oh, Jesus, help me. I'm tired. I'm tired of being sinful. 
I'm tired, oh God. Help me tonight. Help me, oh God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Mercy rewrote my life. Oh, God's mercy, let us stand. Rewrote my life. Uh, let's just sing with our mouth. Ah, shoot. Have fallen my soul cast down but mercy rewrote my life. Let's just sing with our voice. God's mercy rewrote my about with our heads about still singing the same song with our eyes closed there is still mercy
spirit is still bound, our eyes closed. I just played this clip from the message, A Blushing Prophet. Brother Branham says the prophet blushed, not because of the iniquity of unbelievers, but because of the iniquity of the elect. Why, why did I call for this convention on consecration? Standards in the message are dropping. Standards in the message are dropping. How we used to dress gradually is dropping. How we used to pray is dropping. How we used to preach is dropping. Standards are dropping. And my desire, and my desire is that this church must never be part of the standards that are dropping. We are in this world, but we will not be like this world. We are in this world, we will not live like them. We will not dress like them. We will not conduct themselves like them. Why? Because we are the Nazarites. We will not even compare ourselves with fellow message churches. We see pastors are beginning to rise, marrying divorces with no hesitation, with no fear. We will not be like them. That is why we have called for these meetings for consecration. This meeting says we'll look at the Moabites, but we'll not be like the Moabites. We are Israel and will keep to the tenets and the precepts that were left by our prophet. How Brother Gioca preached this evening, it certainly tells your friends that this is business as unusual because we are about to disappear from the face of this world. If you don't take God seriously, the devil will take you seriously and deal with you seriously deal with your marriage seriously, deal with your children seriously. This is a time where believers have got to mean business on what they say they are. And where we fall short, we need your mercy. Brother Branham said, the greatest thing that I see in the church today is people that think that they've got nothing to repent of. Brother Branham says, when you get there, you become worse than a sinner in the streets. That's a direct quotation. We're going to bow our heads, close our eyes, and we are going to pray. Maybe you'll repeat after me. Gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. That is why we came to these meetings. We sacrifice a lot. Time, money, and effort to be here. All these things, we have done them because we love you. We have done them because we appreciate you for what you have done in the end time. But sometimes as people, we are caught up in the humanistic realm. But through this convention, we need a migration a spiritual migration 
from where we used to be to where you want us to be. We know that it is possible. We don't want to be lukewarm believers. We don't want to be hypocrites. We want to live fully surrendered lives as ambassadors of Christ, being an example to our fellow human beings. You have never failed us, but we do fail you. That's why we say forgive us. Forgive our negligence. Forgive our bad habits. Forgive our evil thinking. Whatever we have done. We want to be Christians. Or no Christians at all. We want to be a church. Or no church at all. But we want to be the people that you can have confidence in. To be the people that may call your name and you will respond. Because our lives will be in line with the word of God. Help us not to develop a self-righteous attitude. We may have been long in the message, but we need you, but we need you as we have needed you before. Oh dear God, we consecrate ourselves anew. We surrender everything to you. Be gracious to us. We do not want to be the devil's playground. We want him to know we mean business with our God, with the message that he has sent. Help us to preserve the standard. If we suffer for it, if we are mocked for it, if we are despised for it, let it be so, dear God. But we know that we will overcome because we are inviting you into our lives, into our hearts for a total transformation, for a total deliverance, not only for ourselves, but for our households, our wives, our husbands, our children, our relatives. We want total deliverance for them wherever they are. Let the Holy Ghost go after them to convict them and bring them back into the presence of God. We thank you for this weekend. We appreciate everything that you have done. We need your traveling mercy now. Lead us, dear God. Help us to preserve our victory. All these things, we ask them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee. Then we have come to the end of the convention. Brothers, Brother Dioka and Brother Mtasa, we appreciate your coming this way. Uh, when I extended the invitation, it was quite a short notice, but I'm glad how you responded. And I knew that you were going to respond positively because I had prayed about it. Just a round of applause for this man.
of God. Do you love these brothers? And I know the church in Venda is streaming. God bless you for allowing your pastor to come this way. We appreciate that. And Brother Dioka, pass my regards back to the Shakaina Tabernacle, especially to the old man, the elder. Pass my regards. We appreciate everything. And to mom as well. Thank you for coming this way. And pass our regards to Sister Anne as well. We love you. We appreciate all of you. Do you love them? Do you appreciate them? And then to the leadership team, Lighthouse Tabernacle leadership, we appreciate you for having put together, worked behind the scene to make this thing a success. A round of applause for them. (laughs) To our musicians, we appreciate you for having put together such a a sound-inspired, anointed musical program. Round of applause for them. To our sound team, we appreciate what you have done. Give them a round of applause. And to everybody that was in these meetings, a round of applause. Bon voyage. Travel very well until we meet. Wednesday will not have a service. We'll have a service on Sunday. Wednesday, it will be a tape service in your house. If you don't have my number, look for my number and send me my, your number and say, hey, is brother so-and-so. Then I will send you the message that we are going to listen to in our homes. It's still going to be Wednesday service in our homes. Mom and they must never tell you that I'm waking late. Come back early. If even you've come at 8, we'll wait for you and we'll have a tape service. All of us as a family are on the same table. Will it happen? Amen. Least I call you on Sunday and say, just give us a testimony about what you have listened to on Wednesday. It may happen on Sunday. God bless you. Have a blessed time. Visitors, travel very well. We thank you for coming this way. I surrender all. This is the song that we leave this. We are leaving this place with a mode of meditation. There is a request. Oh, all right. In the mouth of two witnesses, let the weight be established. Local brothers are requested to remain behind just to make sure that all these instruments will be taken back into the tabernacle because we are not here tomorrow. God bless you. All local brothers remain after the service to assist the technical team. God bless you richly. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee. God bless you richly. Brothers, once again, much appreciated. God bless you. I surrender Yeah.
I surrender. Hallelujah. 